Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Podcast. This is 992B. The Bs are always the guest segment, and we have a wonderful guest for you. Dr. Charles Brenner is the Roy J. Carver Chair and Head of Biochemistry at the University of Iowa, one of the really great research universities as well as one of the great overall universities um, and a co-founding director of the University of Iowa Obesity Initiative. We'll talk to him a little bit about that. But Dr. Brenner in 2004, then a faculty member at Dartmouth College, discovered nicotinamide riboside. Why am I having a tough time pronouncing these? We'll call it NR to be a vital precursor of NAD+. I'm going to let him pronounce nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, which is made available um, to and conserved between yeast and humans, an important part of our mitochondria and the energy chain. We'll talk to him about how it works and why it works, um, but he does own some of the intellectual property of that and is also a scientific advisor, maybe the chief scientific advisor to Chromadex, which makes uh, true niogen. Now, I should say that I am interested in the subject independent of anything, and in fact, as chair of the Scientific Advisory Committee of Persona Nutrition, I leaned on that company to get true niogen as a supplement because it looked like it was so promising to me in the aging area, that is, as a way of making longevity less um, problematic or more common. Um, So I should remind you that Persona Nutrition is our sponsor. If you're confused about vitamins, Persona experts, not me, that is the nutritional experts who are online, cut through the hype and confusion. You can get supplements customized to your need. You can visit mypersona.com and take the free online assessment. And even if you want it, get um, true niogen as a supplement from them. Um, Dr. Brenner, talk to us a little bit about the basics. What is... um, NR and what is NAD? Terrific. Thanks so much, Dr. Royson. It's a pleasure to be with you and your audience. So NAD, nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, is the center, central catalyst of metabolism. And metabolism isn't just converting your food into energy. It's converting everything that we eat into really everything that we are and everything that we do. So it's generating ATP from the, the food that we eat. It's also making everything in our body. Unless you've got an artificial hip or, you know, eyeglasses, which, you know, we, a lot of us have eyeglasses or other prosthetic uh, units in our body. Everything else in our body is made by our metabolism. And the central catalyst of metabolism is NAD. What is NAD, NR, what, are, what is true niogen, what are all these things, and how do they relate okay, yeah, to yeah. one another? Well, let's do all the alphabet soup then uh, right, at, right at the start. So NAD is a central catalyst of metabolism. Now, um, sometimes I even call it the crown jewel of metabolism, but the difference between the crown jewels of 
England, which are inside a vault, inside a castle, and protected by guards, is that the crown jewel of metabolism, NAD, is actually exposed to the elements. So even though it's catalyzing the conversion of our fuel into energy and all these repair processes, it turns out it's disturbed. The NAD system gets disturbed by a lot of conditions of metabolic stress. NAD gets used by different cells. It gets used in DNA repair. It gets used in detoxifying free radical species. And so you need NAD precursors, vitamins basically, in order to replenish and fill NAD stores. And so three of the ways of making NAD were known about, you know, by the 1940s. Um, we, in 2004, discovered the NR pathway. We discovered that nicotinamide riboside is an unanticipated vitamin precursor of NAD. We found the genes and the enzymes that convert NR into NAD. And it turns out, Dr. Royzen, this is really the most interesting point, that when NAD is under attack by these conditions of metabolic stress, like storms of reactive oxygen, or as it turns out, by viral infection, when NAD is under attack, NR is very valuable to cells, and cells actually turn up the NR kinase gene pathway in order to make NAD from NR. So stressed cells are seeking this vitamin nutrient in order to fill their NAD stores in order to continue to do defense and free radical defense and potentially antiviral defense as well. Before we go into viral, which is the press release that got my attention, that is it was um, it is, NAD is used up with uh, the immune process in viral replication and defense of from viruses, it looks like. But before we get into that, um, let's talk about uh, longevity and what happens when we get old. We, we lose our NAD, is that correct? Yeah, so it turns out that, as I said, NAD is declines under many conditions of metabolic stress. And um, so NAD in various tissues declines as a function of age. We don't actually know whether that is a continuous process or an episodic process, but we know NAD is strikingly disturbed by many different conditions, like overeating, um, you know, potentially sleep disruption, disruption of the circadian cycle, certainly by DNA damage, reactive oxygen species, uh, many disease processes, including heart failure and neurodegeneration, attack NAD. And so whether it's normal aging or many of these disturbances that we encounter as we go through life, I mentioned overeating, I should have also said over drinking, uh, attacks the NAD system. The N NAD system, which is the central catalyst of metabolism, becomes disturbed. And so there's pre a greater use case of nicotinamide riboside in maintaining resiliency through time and is maintaining resiliency through metabolic challenges, whether they're time zone disruptions, sun damage, 
reactive oxygen species or infection. And there's so many interesting avenues we can go down because of where you've said it. I want to go down a couple and then come back to the coronavirus and viral uh, changes in NAD. But let's talk about um, a few years ago, I read a story about a, um, if you will, a rodent model of Alzheimer's disease, which shows a decrease in NAD and that by giving uh, the precursor uh, to NAD to the, um, I think it was rats, it may have been mice, but in giving it, they were able to ameliorate the um, maze uh, running that had declined as a sign of memory dysfunction in the um, mice or rats. Yes. So have, has anything happened about this in humans? So there are 30 to 40 initiated, and a few of them are completed, human clinical trials of nicotinamide riboside. We're talking, you know, placebo-controlled clinical trials. They always have a safety arm, right, because we're very conservative about um, do no harm and assess the safety of this molecule in different populations. And yes, absolutely, having seen in multiple animal models um, neuroprotective activities of NR. There are many human clinical trials that are assessing uh, the the potential benefits of NR in mild cognitive impairment and other neurodegenerative conditions. I was in um, Oslo, Norway, um, a few months ago, and I think there were five human clinical trials in that one tiny country. And um, two or three of them are related to neurodegeneration. And uh, do we have any of the reports of those human trials completed? Uh, no. We have, we have human clinical trials that have been completed in healthy populations showing safe oral availability. And then we have uh, the other ones uh, have been very short-term, like three, six, and 12 weeks that are looking at older adults, um, some people with obesity, fatty liver, um, mild hypertension, and the results are starting to show uh, promise, uh, specifically in uh, areas like uh, fatty liver in males, uh, potentially um, there are some other things I can't talk about yet that will be coming out very shortly um, that relate to overweight and obese populations. Um, the, the, the human clinical trials relating to cognitive impairment, um, there's one, uh, you can look it up right at clinicaltrials.gov and you'll see that there's some folks at UT San Antonio that are doing a trial and uh, they're they're one of the first to be active in that area, and I don't think that they're finished yet, um, so they won't be able to you know communicate their results. But um, this is you know something that we discovered in the yeast system and found, as you said in the intro, that it's conserved all the way to humans back in 2004. But we've got clinical you know experience with this this compound. Uh, 
It's called Niagen is the trade name um, for for a number of years now, and and so there there are more uh, clinical results coming out uh, just about every month now. More of you, the owner's manual, coming right up. But let's take a moment to talk about your health. Dr. Roizen will tell you that a common question he gets asked often is what vitamins he likes, what he recommends. Without knowing more about their needs, that question used to be almost impossible to answer. Now, however, it's easy. Go to personanutrition.com slash Roizen and take your free assessment. It's a smart and easy way to get personalized supplement recommendations. The Persona assessment is backed by the latest nutritional research and the expertise of Persona's medical advisory board, which consists of eight nutritionists, a pharmacist, and five medical doctors, including Dr. Michael Roizen. All the latest scientific data and nutritional research put into one supplement program personalized for you. Just take the five-minute assessment to get your free recommendations based on your goals, lifestyle, allergies, special diets, and prescription meds. Convenient vitamin packs are delivered to your door each month. Whether you want to sleep better, have more energy, or simply stay as young as you can, go to personanutrition.com slash Roizen and get 50% off your order today. Half off now at personanutrition.com slash Roizen. That's R-O-I-Z-E-N. Let's go back and talk about um, the, uh, and by the way, they do show um, benefit in animal models and safety in humans. And one of the questions we'll get to in a little bit is the um, effectiveness of oral and why that's such an important issue. But before we, that is, getting it actually absorbed and to increase your NAD level in the cells, um, it's not just uh, as easy as you think about giving a, a precursor of any type, and that's why um, Dr. Uh, Brenner is, uh, his work has been so important in this field, and we'll get to that in a second. Now, talk to us about what was discovered in immune function and yes, especially absolutely. immunity relating so, to viruses. Um, there's a kind of immunity that most people have heard of that relates to antibodies. That's acquired immunity, right? That's, so that's when you've been vaccinated or you've been exposed to an actual live virus and you have cells in your body that are detecting that as foreign and making antibodies and you know that's that's a very very powerful protection but there's something that comes even earlier than antibody production and it's called innate immunity so your um your listeners may be hearing about innate immunity for the first time and what innate immunity is um it, it it's a first line of defense where a cell see, has something called a pattern recognition receptor. And the pattern that it's looking for is something that is found in bacteria or viruses or fungi that's a foreign invader that just shouldn't be there. So there's nothing yet, there's no antibody yet that is reading the amino acid sequence of the spike protein. There's actually just a virus has, has gotten entry into a cell, and this coronavirus is what we call a positive strand RNA virus. So, of course, we have RNA in our cells, but we don't have double-stranded RNA. There's no double-stranded RNA in the human life cycle. 
So when a cell sees double-stranded RNA, it gets a pattern recognition receptor very excited that says there's something foreign in, in this cell. What happens then is that, is that with the recognition of the viral double-stranded RNA... Now, so I always thought of coronavirus as a single-stranded RNA, but you said it was yep. positive. What does yep. the positive mean? So explain that to the listener. Oh, sure, sure. So if you remember, you know, DNA makes RNA makes protein, right? So when you have double-stranded DNA... Um, you're making a messenger RNA in order to make a protein, right? Now, a positive strand RNA is a, is a, is a, a, vi a virus that has a positive strand RNA genome, has a single-stranded RNA genome that is what we call the same sense as the messenger RNA. Not all RNA viruses are like that. Some of them are negative-strand RNAs. And some of them are double, have double-stranded RNA genomes. This is so-called positive-strand RNA is packaged into its virion, and but that single-stranded positive-strand RNA has to replicate. It has to go through a double-stranded intermediate, and then from that double-stranded intermediate, it makes its messenger RNA in order to make the viral polyprotein. So our cells get excited um, when they see the double-stranded RNA. That is immediately a sign that there's a viral invader. And our cells make interferon. The interferon, which you might have, you might remember interferon. Some of you, um, I know you know what interferon is. And interferon's been used as a, you know, cancer therapy and so forth. And everybody knows how toxic and unpleasant interferon uh, therapy is. So it turns out interferon is a signal from the infected cell to the rest of the body that there are cells under attack by a virus. And what we discovered in this paper is that not only does an infected cell make interferon, that was already known, but it turns out the viral infection disturbs the NAD system. It disturbs the system that controls the central catalyst of metabolism. NAD actually goes down strikingly in infected cells by more than threefold. And, you know, and this is just in 12 hours that NAD really comes strongly under attack. Now, is NAD being used by the virus for its own replication, or is it being used by the cell to fight off the virus? Best question in the world. So it turns out that the virus also, through interferon, the virus also Turns on, turns on interferon-stimulated genes, which include a class of enzymes called PARPs, P-A-R-P, that use NAD, and they're using NAD in cellular defense. So the cell, so the, the virus um, is triggering a 
host innate immune response in order to inactivate the virus and keep the virus from replicating. And then the virus actually has an anti-defense system, which also involves basically a tug of war of cellular NAD. So the, the infected cell is actually consuming its NAD in order to try to stop the virus, and the virus encodes a gene to try to stop the Stop the Virus program. And so we describe this in a paper that we have, that's now publicly available. It's a preprint. It's just now undergoing uh, peer review. And, um, you know, we're very excited about this because this work shows that NAD is under attack. NAD is also required for the innate immune defense against the virus. And then the gene expression program that we described shows particular NAD precursors that are much, much more likely to work than others. So niacin, for example, which I know at the Cleveland Clinic, you know all about niacin because it's been used as a lipid stabilizing you know, drug, right? It's not only a vitamin, but it's something Absolutely. that right, can help people control their cholesterol. So niacin's probably not going to work against this virus because we know the gene pathway that will convert niacin, nicotinic acid, into NAD, and that gene goes down in infection. We know that some cells can make NAD from tryptophan, the amino acid, and we know that pathway goes down with viral infection. But we're able to see in uh, multiple uh, models, including a ferret that was infected, you know, ferrets that were infected with with uh, the coronavirus, that's the cause of COVID-19, as well as from a human patient sample of someone who died of COVID-19, that two of the ways that, uh, that cells make NAD are upregulated, most notably the nicotinamide riboside kinase pathway. So the NR pathway gets turned up by this and other conditions of metabolic stress in an apparent way for the cell to achieve homeostasis, for the cell to get back to the NAD level that will boost its metabolism and boost its immune defense. So we've not yet shown that NR will protect against infection. We're obviously working on that, and we have some preliminary data that we're not you know, you know, able to publish yet because things are being replicated and done in a number of ways, being written up. So in the first uh, body of work that we've published, we've shown that the coronavirus strongly disturbs the NAD system. It knocks NAD down. It knocks these protective genes called PARPs up, sp very specific PARPs that we have identified and described to the rest of the scientific community. And then we also see that the NRK pathway, the nicotinamide riboside utilization pathway, is upregulated. And, and so we have an idea of what kinds of compounds, what kind of NAD-boosting compounds may be protective. And then, of course, we are switching from just doing cell work to doing animal work and designing a human clinical trial that will test the potential 
preventative activity of NR and NAD boosting um, approaches to antiviral boosting antiviral innate immunity. So what from for the audience to make this a little, um, if you will, even simpler than you've elegantly described, um, Dr. Brenner, it is that NAD is this key molecule um, that is a energy catalyst and a catalyst for making a whole bunch of things, um, some of which are immune um, defenders, as you said, they're the antibody that we make with acquired immunity, as well as some of them are involved in innate immunity, um, and some obviously in um, what we call the, the energy of our brain cells for memory and maybe the energy that helps uh, keep us thin. So there's a lot of potential for this. Um, the animal studies have uh, been very suggestive, um, and there are a lot of human studies now underway, and it appears to be uh, safe in humans. Is that, am I, am I summarizing it correctly, or please correct me? Yeah, absolutely. So, so NR is, is safe in healthy uh, human beings and in overweight human beings is being tested in many disease and conditions. NAD is disrupted by coronavirus. The NR utilization pathway, we know it's upregulated in things like heart failure. It's upregulated in neurodegeneration. So it's often a signal um, to researcher like me when I see the NR pathway, those genes are upregulated in a condition of metabolic stress, I want to see whether NR is going to be helpful. Those are the exactly the conditions in which NR has been helpful in animal models, like in heart failure and protecting against neurodegeneration. And what we just published is that NAD is under attack and the NR kinase pathway is activated in coronavirus infections. So it's, as you said, it's very promising research that suggests the potential activity of NR in this indication. And um, the, you know, the paper that we just published was about prevention, right? It was about, you know, promoting um, innate immunity that could, you know, it, it's not going to be a substitute for hand washing. It's right. So soap and water, I'm sure you're telling everyone on the radio probably every week or the podcast, you know, soap and water is incredibly uh, important in order to, you know, denature the viral coat and prevent us from infection and physical distancing, et cetera. So it's not going to be a substitute against common sense and hygiene, but by boosting, you know, NAD, you're potentially uh, going to be able to boost innate immunity. And, and so that's why we're excited about it. We're privileged to be talking with Dr. Charles Brenner, who is a professor and chair of the Department of Biochemistry at the University of Iowa, formerly known as the Roy J. Carver Chair and Head of Biochemistry at the University of Iowa, as well as a co-founding director of the University of Iowa Obesity Initiative and a um, serious researcher as well as intellectual property owner in the uh, nicotine, nicotine, 
I'll say it right, in the nicotinamide riboside NR um, area. Um, I want to thank you very much, Dr. Brenner, for coming on. Incredibly important work that he has done in understanding NAD and NR, as well as in this new area of what viruses do to our metabolism. Um, we, as usual, are sponsored by Persona Nutrition. That's a conflict here because Persona Nutrition does sell True Niagen, um, the, uh, if you will, the brand that Chromadex, which Dr. Brenner is an advisor to um, and a lead, the lead scientist for um, in Iowa as well. Um, I should tell you that I used uh, Persona Nutrition for my personalized supplements. You can too. And you can take the free online assessment um, to understand what your nutrition is, if you're missing anything, and you can get supplements personalized just for you. You can go to mypersona.com. Thanks very much, Dr. Brenner, um, and thank you for talking to us about NAD. Um, I'm going to have to have you back on and tell us more about NAD and longevity sometime in the future. In the meantime, uh, thank you for downloading us, the listeners, and thank Joe for great engineering. Do This has been 992B of you, the Owner's Manual podcast, 992B. The Bs are always great guests, like Dr. Brenner. The As are always the latest medical news of the week and what it means for you. Thanks again.